welcome to this Zoom recorded podcast with Teresa from Outlandish Blog. So she's been blogging for quite a few years now and she mainly writes about sustainable fashion, which is also something I'm interested in and I write about quite a lot as well. So for the inaugural Ethical Conversations podcast, I thought it would be fun to have a little chat about sustainable fashion with Teresa Maria. Okay, hello. Is there anything you'd like to say about yourself? A little introduction, where you're from, what you do? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've been living around Europe for about 10 years now and currently I live in Estonia, but right now I am stuck in Finland because of the whole situation yeah. that's going on. And hopefully going back next week, maybe we'll see. And still after that, hopefully moving somewhere else very soon. So <laughs> maybe to the UK, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, that was on the top of my list, but uh, this Brexit thing sort of fucked oh, it up for me. Yeah. But we'll see. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Can you tell me a bit about like your sustainable fashion journey, how you got involved, like when you started thinking about kind of like the consequences of your clothes? Yeah, so I used to be about 10 years ago when I lived in Scotland, I was studying there. I used to be like this horrible over shopper, like every single day after university, I would just go to Primark or a shopping center and just buy a bunch of stuff that would fall apart the next week, basically. Mm -hmm. and. I went on like that for maybe five years or something. But then because I've been moving around so much, obviously my savings have sort of decreased <laughs> all the time. And there came a point where I couldn't live with the salary that I was receiving. And I spent all my savings and I literally couldn't shop. So I was literally forced to stop. I went on a shopping strike, which was an involuntary shopping strike in the beginning. but that's when I started to learn about fast fashion and how bad the fashion industry actually is for the environment and the planet overall and the people working in it. And it was just, it was a shock to the system really. But because I had this one year to learn about it, I had no problem in leaving fast fashion behind after that. Like it was just, it was a decision I made in like one day and that was it. I didn't need to, shop H&M or Zara anymore mm -hmm. ever <laughs> yeah yeah I know I was the yeah. same kind of as soon as I learned about it then I was like it's not worth it to me um yeah is yeah um do you think that like other people struggle like I know some of my friends maybe they know the consequences of fast fashion because all it's all I talk about so like I know that they've seen something about it but they still continue to do it like do you think that that's strange or do you just think people do really have a hard time kind of breaking that habit I think it really is when I think about my friends in specific there are some people who are the sweetest people on this planet like real sweethearts and they shop a lot mm -hmm. like a lot the stuff that they don't even need and I think they're sort of ignoring the issue they know that there is a problem but they're kind of avoiding it mm -hmm. because it would just probably like crash them mm -hmm. <laughs> mentally because it's a lot yeah like it, it, when you learn about it it's just it is shocking mm -hmm. and people are also afraid of making that change like leaving fast fashion behind so they're avoiding it 
on purpose to some extent, I think, mm -hmm. so that they wouldn't need to make this change because they know if they dug in, mm -hmm. then they would probably end up spending any money on fast fashion, hopefully, yeah. ever again. But yeah, there is definitely, there's ignorance, but there's also voluntary ignorance, like people are just avoiding it. Yeah. Now, we're kind of like different ages, so I'm assuming our friends are kind of different ages as well. So I'm 19, so a lot of my friends are kind of like younger, they're in the first year of university, they're kind of like going out every night, like buying a different outfit from like all the different fast fashion brands. So do you think that they're kind of like more excused than kind of people who are like in their late 20s, in their 30s? Do you think they should have been educated on it by now? They should. And I can see that because I've lived in the UK and I'm from Finland myself. And I remember what it was like being a university student. I used to be that person who wanted to get a new dress every single time I went out, which was every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was a lot of shopping. <laughs> um, and it is, I remember that like the frame of mind that you have at that age. And I sort of understand that like, we can't really just go to these people like you're not allowed to shop anymore like that's not gonna work at all but then again the education should be there because i can see it here in finland people in their 20s they care about the environment more than people my age mm -hmm. they are the ones who shop secondhand they are the ones who sew their own clothes who are like they avoid h&m and zara they would do anything to avoid them and then again in the uk it's the other way around yeah. but of course it's also you have a lot more different brands a lot more different shops and a lot more marketing in your face 24 7 than we do here so that also has an effect i don't know if it's an excuse for like if an age is an excuse but i do sort of sympathize with that age and that mind yeah. frame and just the life situation then it's mm -hmm. totally different than it would be when you're 30 when you're not going out every night yeah. <laughs> necessarily <laughs> so to you what is sustainable fashion so if someone just said to you can you explain it to me i don't know anything about it what would you say uh so many people think that sustainable fashion is just about being ecological and being environmentally friendly. Yes, it's that as well. It's part of sustainability. But sustainability is an enormous combination of things that include environment, mm -hmm. which means production that is environmentally friendly and also materials that are environmentally friendly. But it also includes people, mm -hmm. the workers in the industry. They need human rights. They need safe environments to work in. They need salaries that they can live with. Mm -hmm. That's part of sustainability. Um, production according to need. Because right now they're just producing. Mm -hmm. They know they're producing too much, but they don't care. So that needs to change. It, they need to start producing for an actual need and just that. And okay, if a couple garments are extra, fine. But not like millions of garments going to landfill straight off from the shop. Like, no way. And also quality. 
quality over quantity that's definitely sustainability like if you buy a bag it's not supposed to be broken after six months yeah. it should last years tens of years mm-hmm. yeah i know like so, like all of that goes mm-hmm. into it like it's a lot yeah it's like i know you've done a lot of content on this and i've experienced it myself kind of like my mum's wardrobe like my mum has clothes from like the 80s the 90s that they've just yeah. lasted in their own perfect condition and that is normal to her but for me I'm like oh well maybe like three years ago I bought a t-shirt from Primark and now it's like unraveled and it's a mess yeah so it's definitely I think it's definitely changed um and to- also like when you talk you talked about the age thing because mm-hmm. like your generation you don't know any other way to shop other than mm-hmm. fast fashion because okay well I can't remember either I was born <laughs> In the late 80s so like yeah I didn't shop back then yeah. <laughs> funny that but <laughs> like when I talk about shopping with my mom who was in her 20s in the 70s and in, in the 80s mm-hmm. shopping back then was completely different fast fashion was invented in the 90s mm-hmm. so when she was young she doesn't understand this sort of shopping that I'm used to or you're used to for her it's like what is wrong with you people like <laughs> why are you buying so much like you don't need any of this back then it was everything was more expensive because the people who made those clothes were actually paid for making those clothes so they only bought clothes when they needed them yeah and as you say they are clothes that are still in one piece and i am now raiding my mom's wardrobe here in finland and just stealing stuff from her because the stuff in there is brilliant yeah (laughs) and especially because fashion is so like cyclic like now it's like the 80s are back in so I'm like well mine's original (laughs) like 80s is back every two years exactly every two years it's like fashion again so I'm like I never need to shop anything new because I'm always on trend Mm -hmm. I've got a little bit of everything so I'm always on trend (laughs) do you think um fast fashion will change after the coronavirus pandemic do you think it'll slow down? Do you think because they've got all this stock, now they have they can't sell it, they don't know what they're going to do with it, their business model will change? Or do you think it'll just go back to normal straight away? That's an interesting problem because that is a lot of clothes and there is no solution for clothing waste. There, like, there literally is no solution for that. So what on earth are they going to do with all those clothes? That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be forced to change because I'm hoping that this... Well, to some extent, it has already changed the mindset of people and how they shop. And Mm -hmm. people have started to go back to basics. Like when you're buying something, you start to think like, wait a minute, do I need this? Mm -hmm. And so if we change the way we consume, that's going to make the fast fashion brands change the way they produce clothes and market. And so I am optimistic yeah the change is going to be very slow and they there's going to be a lot of fight from them definitely but i am optimistic that yes hopefully fashion will go back sort of backwards in Mm -hmm. that sense like back to how it used to be yeah on the good old days you know (laughs) positive backwards yes um so okay what is your favorite item of clothing in your wardrobe and what's the story? Like, can you tell me anything about it? Yes, I can. We can go back to my mom's wardrobe now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so every time I come to Finland to see my family, I always go to my mom's wardrobe. And every time I find something new in there, 
So this time I found this basic white shirt, like one of the cornerstones of the wardrobe classics that I have never had. I have never ever had a basic white shirt mm -hmm. because I've never found anything that was like particularly good looking or the fabric was always wrong or like there was something wrong every time. And this white shirt has been sitting here in the wardrobe all these years when I've been searching for the right one. And now I found it. <laughs> that is definitely, I just noticed actually yesterday going through my recent content from the past month, I'm wearing that shirt on yeah, every I single piece it. of content I've about. made in the past month. <laughs> I know the one. So yeah, yeah. that's my favorite. <laughs> Okay, another question. So what are you most passionate about kind of in the sustainable fashion realm? Like if you just had to say one thing that you could change, that you could just really shout about, what would it be? Um, well, I mean, the big goal is I would love to see fast fashion becoming illegal. Mm -hmm. It should be illegal the way they produce stuff, the way they abuse human rights, the, I mean, everything about that business model is illegal. If you just take it into little pieces, like every single little thing about that business model is on a state level in Western countries, illegal. That sort of production would never be possible in Europe or in the, maybe in the US, I don't know, but in Europe at least. <laughs> So yeah, I would love to see that becoming illegal. Don't know if that's possible, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, I would really like from my part what I can do. I can't make it illegal, obviously. I just want to spread the word about it. Just bring awareness and like make people understand that when you buy that shit, it's not going to disappear ever, mm -hmm. ever. Everything that they turn out of the factories right now those clothes are never going to leave this planet yeah. because there is no solution for clothing waste. Mm -hmm. And so like the change has to sort of come from us. Yeah. And so the only way I can see that happening is by making, trying to make as many people realize yeah. that the change is in us. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, you probably agree. I, I genuinely think kind of like the only way at the moment to get this message out is like, influencers and people talking about it to their big audiences stopping working with fast fashion brands stopping doing hauls nobody needs a haul um i don't know like i i thought they had ended already and then i went on twitter and i see a primark haul and i was immediately on follow mm -hmm. like no thank you <laughs> yeah I mean, I would love to see like a Netflix documentary. I think they can garner so much support and so much interest. I think that would really because I know in the past, I remember watching them on like the, the television, which I have not watched in years. Um, <laughs> so I think like if Netflix did something like that, that would definitely get like the younger generations involved and understanding. Absolutely. And they should. Mm -hmm. Can we like message them to <laughs> yeah. give them an idea <laughs> that this is idea. Maybe something you should be concentrating on? <laughs> so kind of like moving into recent events um i'm sure you saw what happened with h&m where they kind of claimed that they were like the most transparent brand in the world and they were using it kind of like to greenwash and to say they were sustainable just a brief explanation of greenwashing is when a brand kind of like uses confusing language um 
it claims to be sustainable, conscious, using eco-friendly materials, but they're actually not, and they're just lying about it, really. Um, so yeah, H&M, they, so they topped the fashion revolution kind of transparency index, which only contains like 250 mm-hmm. brands. You have to be earning or have like a turnover of like 400 billion dollars a year or something to even be like considered and then they were like going on about how transparent they are they're not transparent they're not sustainable what do you think about it <laughs> i was pissed off yeah <laughs> like, seriously i didn't know that fashion revolution had these um like what's it called like um classifications that if you don't earn enough then you can't make the list mm-hmm. that's that is such an inaccurate list that has nothing to do with reality when it comes to sustainable mm-hmm. fashion. Like you are excluding pretty much every single sustainable Absolutely. fashion brand. So they are basically stopping people from hearing about these brands because they're not including them in their own materials. Like what is your purpose here? You are literally playing for the opposite side. Like the fast fashion companies it was insane and then there's a lot of um big fashion influencers who are saying that they want to be more sustainable in their fashion choices and blah 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 blah. but they don't know about these things and these big high street brands obviously take advantage of this and they greenwash them as much as they can and then you see these enormous influencers just calling like H&M sustainable collection uh what yeah come again what did you say like they don't know that they're making a huge mistake mm-hmm. they literally think they believe that it is actually sustainable yeah. but oh my god somebody please take these people to this sustainable factory where this sustainable dress was actually made and let's ask them after that is it sustainable mm-hmm. it's so like oh pisses me off Mm-hmm. It, it's such a complicated issue as well though because you need to be really aware of it yourself to notice that you're being lied to and that's also what worries me a bit because people are like they just don't seem to want to think with their own brains anymore <laughs> they yeah. just believe everything that they're given so it's like no 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 like it should be part of the education system really to like teach people critical thinking mm-hmm because that's exactly what's needed here like you need to use a little bit not much just a little bit of your brain yeah and you will understand that you're being lied to if you're being if you're buying a t-shirt for like four pounds how is that how is someone being paid an acceptable wage if the t-shirt itself only costs four pounds it's just not it just doesn't do in my brain that that you know or jeans for 10 pounds what yeah (laughs) we're not innocent you know we spent years buying fast fashion being greenwashed not understanding I mean two years ago I bought the H&M conscious collection because I was like oh well it's like organic cotton so it's fine like it's fine you know so it is really difficult because I understand where they're coming from and if you had no education about this topic you didn't understand the words that they're using it's very easy and it shouldn't be the consumer's responsibility to understand it should be the brand's responsibility to lay out properly instead of using kind of tricky marketing, which makes it confusing. That's very true. And also what I'm a little bit worried about is that all there's a lot of this eco movement, like whether it's travel or food or fashion or whatever, 
there are a lot of people that require perfection from you. Like if you're not 100% vegan, then you're a bad person and you're killing everyone. And it's like, no, like there is no such thing on this planet as perfect. There is no piece of nature anywhere there that you can call perfect. It doesn't exist. So even if you can't avoid fast fashion 100%, which at the moment isn't actually even possible, I don't think. Like, for example, my underwear is from H&M. And if I had to buy new ones today, I don't know where else I would go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) honestly. So it's not even possible to avoid it 100%. Mm -hmm. And that's not the point. Like, we're not here to, like, blame anyone and lay blame and, like, just make everyone feel shit about themselves. No, the point is to spread awareness, bring these topics to people's knowledge so that they can then make better decisions for themselves and for the overall like planet and humankind all that (laughs) yeah i agree okay so kind of delving further into sustainability let's chat about what we think like makes something sustainable or is like the problem like the opposite as well like what makes h&m unsustainable um yeah so like the production the wages the the people side of it the planet side of it um yeah so what do you think makes a garment sustainable kind of in deeper detail uh from the garment point of view it all starts with the material Mm -hmm. what it's made of like if it's made out of cotton that has been grown on a plant somewhere that used to be farmland where people got food and now that ground is destroyed because of this pesticide infested cotton that's also genetically is it manipulated or yeah like that is the worst thing you can possibly do and that is happening in a large scale right now everywhere around the world so first up the material has to be eco-friendly environmentally friendly and it has to be clean Mm -hmm. bloody hell it has to be clean Mm -hmm. and then when it goes into production the production um facilities have to be safe they have to be bloody safe and the people who make those clothes they need to be paid enough to live an actual life and not forced to do 12 hour days like 10 hours max not even that please but like if you have to then no more than that Mm -hmm. but at least pay them what they actually are owed yeah so Um, it all starts from there like from the very beginning most garment workers are only paid one to three percent of the actual worth of the garment how it gets sold which is and if it costs two pounds a t-shirt what's left exactly so it's crazy and i mean the yeah it's really difficult because the fabrics i think there can be quite a bit of greenwashing there as well because i did a lot of research on it recently and kind of like with cotton i mean if it's not organic cotton it's bad it yeah. uses a lot of water the labor the pesticides it's just yeah. it uses so much land um and i mean but then i was reading on like bamboo and everyone is kind of claiming bamboo is this like miracle fabric but actually it's uses a lot of toxic chemicals to turn it from the bamboo plant into a fiber that can be spun and i now have started looking at it in a different way because i'm like well yeah bamboo is great as like a plant <laughs> but we have to find a way to uh, turn it into a fiber without using all these toxic chemicals like 50 percent of them just get released into the environment and 
you know what I mean I don't know if you saw the campaign a few years ago by Greenpeace and it was like the denim industry and all the lakes around the denim factory were like dyed blue oh yeah 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 I've read about those yeah and it's the same with like bamboo and like hemp and things like this they can be done sustainably but it's much easier and much cheaper to just not do it sustainably and that's another way it's really easy to be greenwashed because you see bamboo and you're like oh yeah that has to be sustainable because it's it's a bamboo fabric but actually the brand's not telling you how it's been made and where it's been made there's the odds are that it's not sustainable that is true and but that's also one thing why I do prefer sustainable brands because they literally don't hide anything from you. Like I've, yeah. a lot of people come to me on Instagram asking, like giving me a brand name, like, can you please check, is this brand actually sustainable? Like they say, and I read and Google and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them actually are honest about the fact that we use organic cotton, but we are aware that it causes this and this problem and we are trying to find a solution for that blah 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 fast fashion brands would never ever even admit that mm-hmm. cotton is not the best option to go for and also like viscose is that's also it takes a lot of toxic chemicals yeah. to produce into like it's viscose a I lot think... of problems with that but mm-hmm. at that least is it is still better than this genetically manipulated cotton that's destroying farming land Mm -hmm. like acres of farming land nothing's perfect i feel like viscose is kind of like what fast fashion brands are using to try and greenwash that's another way that i've noticed that they're doing it because it's like from a tree so it has to be sustainable you know yeah no um do you think that um kind of like a big brand not necessarily fast fashion but a big fashion brand whether it's a luxury fashion fast fashion whatever do you think they can ever actually be sustainable or do you think that the brand has to set out to be sustainable it has to be an ethical brand and I think every brand should be an ethical brand but at the moment if it's a brand that's calling itself we're a sustainable brand do you think that that is the only way to actually be ethical sustainable eco-friendly or do you think that big brands can actually get there you mean like can it be a sustainable brand if it used to be fast fashion brand like can they ever change their ways yeah and do you think they can change their ways properly instead of just greenwashing it i mean honestly the best um how do you say that um like the big fast fashion brands are in the best place right now to change their ways and actually find the solutions to the waste problem the like as you said this pollution problem with the toxic chemicals because they have the money they have the resources to fix all of this Mm -hmm. they just choose to sit on that money and not solve shit Mm -hmm. they are in the best position in that sense they could solve all of this Mm -hmm. but they choose not to so i do believe that they have the potential to become sustainable they are at the best position to become one, to be honest, but it remains to be seen whether they will ever. So, okay, last kind of discussion topic about overconsumption. So do you want to chat a little bit about overconsumption, what your thoughts are, how you think that we can kind of change mindsets? That's a good question. Uh, Well, I mean, I've... 
I've gone through that myself. Like I used to be an over consumer <laughs> and I went to pretty much complete nothing. Like I didn't buy anything for almost two years. Mm-hmm. So, but it is, I mean, I was forced into that situation. Would I have ever ended up like that if I hadn't been in that situation? I don't know. Hard to say, but like, that's what I'm trying to do. I am trying to change people's minds and I can honestly say that it has even worked. Maybe not for dozens of people, but even if I've changed their minds for five people, that's already a good start. Next one, it's going to be 10. Then it's going to be 20, 50. Mm -hmm. The more and more we can do, like people are ready to change their minds. That's for sure. And once they get the information from someone they actually trust, Mm -hmm. why not change your mind? But if you get that information from a media source that not that many people trust anymore, then they're not going to even bother. That's why influencers are so important in this. Yeah. Because we need to be the ones who tell them that, okay, this is what you need to do. This is why you need to do it. Mm -hmm. And they might actually listen. But if it comes from telly, like nobody gives a shit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a hard one. How do you stop people from shopping? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I know. So, do you think, um, like, what if you could change everyone's mindsets, what would you want them to think? I want them to think quality before quantity, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, quality is not just better for the environment and for the planet it's better for you yeah like can't you put yourself first please mm-hmm. like it's also self-care in a sense mm-hmm. that when you believe in the fact that you are worth mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. than the primark t-shirt that's going to fall apart in the first wash mm-hmm. you deserve better for fuck's sake <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah get that in there and start shopping better shop less and shop better yeah i like that it's not that hard in the end yeah it's just returning to how kind of our parents did it um yeah it's been done before so there's no reason that we can't get there again exactly and they were all closed mm-hmm. they were even stylish they were fine yeah i remember all through my childhood it was like my dad would say well let's just buy let's just spend a bit more and buy one thing that'll last instead of just having to rebuy it a few times during the year and i just think that's sensible like it makes sense even if you spend more initially yeah. you save the money in the long run so it's just confusing to me why people don't kind of get this mindset anymore. But I also yeah. understand you kind of want everything. You want it now and you, yeah. want, you want to be stylish. You want to be on trend and stuff like that. So it's easy to see yeah, yeah. it is. But I think once you do educate yourself about it, it is a lot more difficult to kind of empathize with those people because you're like, but people are dying because of your T-shirt. <laughs> like it's not worth it anymore. Exactly. Jesus. But that's also why I think it has to start from school already. Like, as I I gave Finland as an example, and it's a very good example, like we are taught environmental, about environmental issues and Mm -hmm. our own effect into all of that very early on. Mm -hmm. So we are very, very green compared to most countries in the world. And like when I look at the younger generation here, and they literally, they, you, you need to pay them to go to H&M and they still won't go. <laughs> like, yeah. That's they, what we need everywhere. Just, yeah, so we need to start educating our children already, like your dad did. Mm-hmm. Let's buy this one thing that costs more because it will bring us value in the long run. Mm-hmm. 
where like yeah okay that's how it goes perfect so just do a few quick fire questions oh dear it's only five it's not that many okay <laughs> are you ready yes okay organic cotton or linen linen oat milk or soy milk oat milk anytime oh, it's the best <laughs> Um, a reusable water bottle or a coffee keep cup coffee mm -hmm. okay uh -huh. would you rather travel by train coach or boat actually coach really i know this is weird but yeah yeah oh, no it's that's really weird <laughs> i have done a lot of hours on coaches because it's the cheapest way to travel so when i was in italy every weekend i'd take coaches and it was horrible trains are so much better <laughs> i included boats just for you because i know that you take the ferry quite a lot and you didn't even choose yeah. that one i mean i do like when i travel like in finland for example to helsinki and whatever i do have an option it, it is either train or a coach and i always take the coach because the trains here are most of the time cancelled so i'm not going to risk that yeah. and also the buses here are very nice they're very clean and very new and there's a lot of space as well. I mean, we're friends, we like our own space, so you need to have like space on the bus as well. <laughs> okay. Last... Maybe we have different buses. Yeah, maybe. I think you must have. Okay, last question. Vintage or upcycled? For me, it would be upcycled. Mm -hmm. Do you do a lot of upcycling? Like, have you got any projects going on or anything? So upcycling is like, I'm actually learning about this currently. Okay. This is the thing about sustainability. You're never ready. Yeah. Um, upcycling is like, there's an old garment and you like sort of recycle it, but you make it better. Yeah, kind way. of. So like this t-shirt. If I stole my mom's jeans and made them into shorts. Is that yeah, upcycling? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like this t-shirt yes. used to be a dress. So I like cut it and sewed it into a t-shirt. That's like upcycling. Yes. Yeah, so you prefer oh, I do that a lot. Yeah. With my mom's clothes. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Just get some scissors and go for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some okay. sandpaper, put a bit of. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, thank you. This has been really fun. Have you got anything else yeah. you'd like to say? Anything else you'd like to discuss? Um, I can't think of anything right now, but <laughs> if anyone has any questions or wants to contact me, then just find me on Instagram and or send me an email, whatever. I'm always happy to discover new brands. And I love it when people ask me like, hey, I found this brand. Can you check if this is actually sustainable? Because it's always something new for me as well. Mm -hmm. Love it. I'll leave all your links and stuff in the description box if you want to find that out. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. You're my first. Thank you for organizing this. This is cool. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun and hopefully it's informative. So yeah, like Trisha says, if you have any questions, DM one of us on Instagram. Um, my at is at JessRig underscore and yours is at... The underscore Teresa Maria <laughs> without okay. an H. And your blog is outlandishblog.com? Yeah. And mine's JessRig.com. So you can find a lot of information. We've both written extensively about sustainable and ethical fashion. So fabric guys your latest post was actually on overconsumption right sorry your latest post it was on overconsumption right Ooh, i think it was on greenwashing no 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 oh yeah i got one that came out today that was about overconsumption you are correct <laughs> and my last one was about why i quit fast fashion so very topical 
give them a read if you want to quit fast fashion and stop consuming so much. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for being on and I'll see you later. Thank you. Bye.